Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God, I can't tell you how fantastic it is to be a son of the living God. It is amazing, it is wonderful, it is beautiful, it is sweet, it is glorious. You know, I'm a blessed man, I really am. Now, people can look at my life from the outside and 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 say, well, you, you don't have this or you're lacking in that. Others may look at my life and say, wow, it's just amazing what what, what you're able to, to endure or go through. And some in my closest circle, they can see that truly I am a blessed man. I have a, a God who loves me and takes care of me all the time. I have I have no needs that go unmet. When my life is struggles and chaos swirls around me, I have a friend who walks through. He is closer than a brother who walks through the worst of circumstances with me, rejoices in the best of times, and weeps with me in the worst of times. He's there to comfort me, to lift me up. He brings joy into my heart when sorrow comes down like a rainstorm. When life becomes like a blizzard, cold and daunting, and darkness prevails, He is there. He is there with me to say, It will be okay, my son. It will be good, my friend. We will get through this. That's my Jesus. I'll tell you what, to be a man or a woman who contemplates who this Jesus is in your life, you will find your heart will overflow with joy. Let's, uh, let's open our Bibles. I can go on all day long talking about my fantastic Jesus. But that's not going to teach us the Word of God, now, is it? So let's open up the Word of God. We're going to go to 1 Samuel today. We're going to go to verse, 1 Samuel chapter 15. We're going to jump down to verse, um, the, uh, the verse 16. Let's start at verse 16. And we're going to try to learn a little lesson uh, from Saul. Taught to him by Samuel. Now, there has been a battle, a great battle, and, and, and Saul was victorious in the battle. Now, verse 16. Stop, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Remember, Saul was like a son to Samuel. And... Samuel, uh, tell me, Saul replies. So Samuel says, Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and he sent you on a mission saying, Go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Make war on them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? Now we could just read this. Or we could try to capture the emotion behind it. You see, Samuel looked at Saul as a father looks to his son, and yet Samuel was uncompromising. And that his loyalty lie first with God and second with Saul. He knew his place as a priest among the people is a representative of a most holy God, a servant of the Most High God. 
but his heart was breaking at this point. Why? Why didn't you do what you were supposed to do? Why did you do evil? And listen, let's listen to Saul's reply. But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. How many of us say that? But I did obey the Lord. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag, their king. And the soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder. The best, the best of what was devoted to God in order to sacrifice him to the Lord your God at Gilgal. But Samuel replies, but Samuel replies, but let's stop. How many of us have stopped, walked through our life and we've tried to say, but God, I did what you wanted me to do. Why is this befalling me? Why are things happening in my life that are happening? I did what you wanted me to do. Samuel replies, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. To heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Can you hear the finality? In what Samuel speaks at this moment. Saul. Saul, what have you done? Verse 23, for rebellion is like the sin of divination. You see, rebellion says, you're not my God. You're not the God that I need to trust. I can trust in someone else. I can seek out my knowledge from someone else. God says, why do you go to witches? Why do you go to, to, to sorcerers and fortune tellers to find out your future? Why don't you come to me? I am the God who knows the beginning and the end. I know all things, and yet you go seek your information out from someone else. Now, it's easy for us as a believer to say, well, the sign over her door says fortune teller therefore I don't need to go to her but how many of us will will do these little home remedies to tell the gender of our child to tell the health of our child to, and and we will participate in all kinds of little little witchcraft type things and plead innocence over it when we serve and love a God who he is the God who knows. We don't need... God doesn't say that, that the power of witches doesn't exist. He doesn't say that the power of sorcerers and sorceresses don't exist. God has never said that. What he says is, why do you trust in them? To trust in them is rebellion. Rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. It is setting another power in the place of God, the Almighty God. Proverbs, Proverbs 16.2, All a man's ways seem innocent to him, but the Lord weighs the motives of the heart. Saul de deceived himself. You see, he tried to justify his, his actions and he found a way he could deceive himself and say, but I did what God wanted me to do. 
No, Saul, you didn't. My dear Saul, you did not do what God wanted you to do. Don't deceive yourself. Go back to the God that you love. Listen to his words. Samuel goes on and says the arrogance. Arrogance is like the evil of idolatry, and idolatry is the bowing down or submitting uh, to the to an authority apart from God. That's what idolatry is. And arrogance is setting yourself up in the place of God. Beloved, as we get to this place where we're about out of time, let's try to take a, take a lesson from Saul's life. We could go through the, the extreme examples of saying, well, don't participate with Ouija boards and seances. Don't go see the, the witch doctors and the voodoo doctors. Don't go to the palm readers. That's just the most extreme, obvious examples. Love the God we serve. Serve the God we love. Decide today who we will serve and trust. Do not set ourselves up in his place. Do not make ourselves arrogant, thinking that we know better than our holy God. And do not bow down to another authority, trusting in them rather than God. Do not seek out our knowledge of our path from another when we have a God who knows where he wants and desires us to go. He created us. He fabricated us. He's known us since he put us together in our mother's womb. This God, this God we know and love, this God longs to reveal His plan in our lives to us. And the revelation of that plan comes from an intimate walking together with our God. That walking together comes from spending time in His presence, loving on Him, worshiping Him, talking to Him, listening to Him. Beloved, Think about your walk. Reflect upon it as you lay down at night. Think of it as you wake up in the morning. Strive for that relationship with Jesus. And let's strive not to make the same mistakes that have been made in the past by ourselves and by others, but that we may walk a life set apart from the world holy and righteous, filled with the blessings of God. Thank you. Think about it. Be blessed and be the blessing.